With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Pharmacists always on hand for advice. Chemist Warehouse is your family's home of wellness. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. the 26th of May, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Welcome into our show, hope you're having a good morning so far. If you're in bed, enjoy it. If you're having your morning coffee, I can't wait to get mine in an hour's time from Mick Cafe. Can't wait. Coming up, big show for you today, Rajasthan Royals were yesterday knocked out of the IPL contention going down against the new outfit, GT Titans, that has seen the release of frontline black caps for the upcoming test match, test matches in England. There's Daryl Mitchell. He's uh, been released. He's back with the uh, the New Zealand black caps squad over in England, and he's going to join the show after seven o'clock. So looking forward to having a chat to Daryl Mitchell shortly, and then we're going to talk some ANZ Premiership netball. It's starting to heat up as we approach the business end of the season. Maya Wilson celebrated her 100th game in style, thrashing the Mystics by 21 goals. And she'll come on the show as well. Looking forward to having a chat to young Maya, the youngest to do it, 100 games. So well done to her. And yesterday, we spoke to the coach of the Blues under-20s, Stephen Bates, Batesy. And today, we'll chat to the coach of the national side, 
Tom Donnelly. They take on Australia, Fiji and Argentina in July. He'll be there in Topport watching with interest. Yesterday seeing the Crusaders go down by two points against this, against this Barbarian side. Who's in this Barbarian side? They've tipped up the Hollanders, now they've tipped up the, the Crusaders outfit for the under-20s. So they are flying. So we'll have a chat to Sassy. Tom Donnelly, he's a good friend of mine. I play with him at the Landers, so looking forward to having a chat to him. And then to end of the show, Property Apprentice, we're going to have a chat to Debbie from Property Apprentice. It is... Well, property markets out there is pretty, pretty dire at the moment. Interest rates yesterday have, uh, were rising with the OCR and the Reserve Bank doing what they do. It's uh, pretty tough times out there, so we'll have a chat to Debbie from Property Apprentice to finish the show. But like always, we'd love to hear from you on the Ken Tire phone line any day. There's a big show to, for today to talk about. We've got the Matt Lodge situation. Uh, we've got the Super Rugby that is kinda ha- um, taking place tomorrow night. The Crusaders taking on the Reds. The Force, the Rebels, who is going to make the playoffs, the Highlanders, are there or there or the bout. So we'll be debating it all throughout the show. We also got to talk about Louis's tips yesterday because, wow, they were outstanding. I hope you got on. He didn't sell it with any conviction, I must say, but I followed him in. And wow, I was sitting there at golf after being deflated after nine holes. I was two under and I was sitting there going, man, I'm flying today, boys. I'm, I'm the man at golf. And then... OB, OB, 7, bogey, 7, bogey, and I ended up shooting 80, so I was 12 over on the back nine. Golf, eh? But anyway, Louis tips, they got me back on the horse. Appreciate you, Louis. So we'll have a crossover to the team in Auckland and say, Morena, aroha. We've got Robbie in the house with Kez, and we're going to say morning to Uncle and Louis. Shut Morena, 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 is he? Mate, um, Jesus, it sounds like a bit of a PGA uh, revisit there with that back nine mm. on your, what, your choke, Mito mate. Pereira, bro. Who, were you, who were you playing with? I was Mito Pereira. <laughs> uh, I was playing with a couple of couple of guys that I, I have a little uh, run around. Flem was there yesterday, so I killed it with Flem. We had Maka, a uh, few of the old pundits that, um, but yeah, good to see Flem coming back from the IPL. Had a wee chat with him post it, but I was playing with a couple of blokes. Uh, Timsy, um, Shane Scott, just a few few guys out there that play down down these ways. And, mate, I was flying. First real hit in a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, I was two under after nine. And I was thinking, okay, okay, Daggy, you got this. You're good. Walked from uh, hole nine at Clearwater to hole ten, which is about, you know, 300 metres. I was, you know, shrutting, had the shoulders back, and I was <laughs> feeling good. Oh, I might stop in here and... Oh, might just get me a quick sandwich, eh? Get a quick Sammy in the in the clubhouse. Walk through to hole ten, and you know I was on top of the world. And the boys like, man, you're flying. I was like, I know, I know, I know. Good, eh? <laughs> Stand over this ball, <sighs> swing back, whack. And if you play Clearwater in your hole ten, there's lake on the left. There's a little fairway in the middle. And then there's a, a reserve park, which is right. I've smacked two balls into the reserve to start my round, and I've pretty much just gone downhill from there. And then I checked my phone, I checked emails, I got distracted, and uh, it was game over. So I went from being two under to eight over. Mm. Eight over. Decent so swing. With 80. Decent swing. With and then made some, made some money, mate, on the back of Louis' tips too. That's... Uh, Two weeks in a row, Louis tipped out Wednesday. We have to get a name for that, like Wednesday. Wednesday's mm. 
magic or something like that. Oh. I don't know. Louis will come up with something. Something. But um, did you multi those two? Yeah. Did you? I multi them, but I had Narrance for a place top three, and it won and paid five fifty. Oh Darcy's Queen. I was so I got that one, and I went and checked because I missed that race. I went back through the re- results and I checked the race and it won and paid five fifty. I was like, "Oh man, well done!" I got it at two seventy on the for top three, so I was happy with that. Um, and then I was watching Darcy's Queen and I was sitting there in the clubhouse and I was sitting next to Chris Timms down here and I was sitting there and I, I thought it was it was at the back and I was going, "Oh man, it's got to be good to win." And then it just like this, the, the gate just opened and I just saw this horse coming through and I was like, "This thing's travelling. This thing's travelling." And then I started going real bit louder, and everyone started talking to me. And then Timsy's like, "Oh, where's the tip? Where was the tip? You've been playing golf with me for eighteen holes, and you haven't even told me." And I was like, "Sorry, bro, I just forgot about it until I walked in the clubhouse." <laughs> and then I just started erupting, and then I won, and then I got, I saw what I got paid, and I was deflated. I and then, believe. and then you got all that money back you lost in that golf game, mate. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, okay, firstly, firstly, is you're welcome. Uh, secondly, you're like, oh, only this. And I'm like, mate, you've six times your money. Like, <laughs> what, what do you want? And there was a, oh, because just... I guess we had the multi, but the Tiako thing was scratched out. It's racing on Saturday at Pukekohe. Yeah. But, you know, I do love, I love to whine about, um, I love to have a whinge about um, uh, deductions, but I don't think we can blame them for this horse being scratched out of the race. <laughs> Although, maybe we can. <laughs> oh, You're right mate, though. It was, Darcy's queen is travelled. How good was it? Yeah. McNabb just had it under a strong rain and just a part of the season. I hope any, I hope people got a bit of that. And the Narrants at that at six bucks. Oh, oh, what an what an absolute clinic. You know, it doesn't happen like that each Wednesday. But we're two in a row today. They're racing at Otaki, and I'm just not even going to try because I've had a look at the fields. Oh. It's, it's just too hard. Do too, it, Lily. Nah, too Do hard. It. Too hard basket for me. You're on a heater. Go see Bevan Sweeney. I, I was actually on a heater. I went and backed the next one. There was one in the next, and it was paying 20 bucks and five bucks for a place. <laughs> Can't lose. Can't lose. <laughs> so, I, so I chucked I chucked the weave it on the, on, the, on the top three on Super Run. Super Run paid five bucks for a place, so I chucked the weave it on the place, and it came third. I was happy. Yeah. So I left the clubhouse, obviously a little bit deflated with how the golf ended, but... The TAB account's healthy, which is great going into a weekend. Well, you know, it, oh, and I want to talk about this in loveracing.nz, but what I w- what, we'll plant the seed here. So we'll do this in two places. So this weekend, Kempi, we've got this mega day at Doombin. Uh, sorry, Eagle Farm in Queensland. For anyone that's into horse racing, it's this mega day. We've got, I think, three, two group ones and about six or seven group two and group three races. It's just huge. It's going to be such a good day. But I've got an issue, and I've got a bone to pick. I'll go through exactly what the draws are later in loveracing.nz. But Goss Bowden, Pinarello, Trivier, and Babylon Berlin, four of our best Kiwi horses, have all drawn the absolute car park again. I'm talking like, you know, draw 17 of 18 and 16 of 20 and 12 of 14 and these sorts of things. I'm wondering what we need to do and if we need an investigation, a Jeff Toovey investigation <laughs> into what's going on with these conniving Australians I coming so. up with... The There's got to be an investigation into this. Seriously, somebody. Mate, they have. 
Has to be uncle. On, tri- on Trivia 17, drawn 17, you know, like, mate, that run last, I'll, st- I'll, still, get, I'll still get on it after its last run. Um, coming from four fifty to four bucks, mate. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know, Louis. There's so many Group Ones, so many good horses over there, mate. Alligator Buds running too. Remember that one? Yeah, flea. eighteen dollars. It's yeah, on flea. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't back alligator alligator blood flea. at one stage. <laughs> now it's eighteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I'd be. would <laughs> be a big watch for me, Kempi. I don't know, but you you you're big on this, Kempi. The Australians. It's like they've got a chip on their shoulder about us. They're always threatened by Talk us. To me. How does it happen? What's How going on, Kimpy? What, they just Come sit on, around work and it go, out for us. Get mate, it out of the hat. Mate. Your mates. Yeah, look, it's always been the way in it. Like it's like the it's like the Ford passes and the penalties in the NRL. <laughs> Seriously. It is. It's all the same. If you don't think there's something going on when those you know, this is a I remember um back in the old days when they used to do the Challenge Cup draw in, in England. And you'd get down to the like you in the Challenge Cup in England. What what happens is first and second division playoff in the first couple of rounds, is he? So you get your Yorks and your Mansfields up against your Bradfords and your Leeds and your Wiggins. So that's okay. But when you get down to your t- last eight, you've got your top teams in there, and everyone sits around the TV on a Monday night to see who you pull because it's such a big thing to get to the Challenge Cup final, um, to get to Wembley, and people would say, oh. Guarantee we're going to pull Wigan out here in the quarterfinal because they don't want Castleford to go down to the Challenge Cup. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they reckon what happened was that the balls that were in the bag, they were heated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, wow. the, pool ball, the little pool balls, eh? And they, were, and they reckon Come what, on, what no. they were doing is that when they dropped the balls and they were heated. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so they used to pull out the two heated balls. Uh, yes, that's number eight, Castleford. And they put the head next to him and versus, oh, geez, Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, if you don't think that's happening over there, and they just, yeah, that's uh, on trivia. Uh, on, oh, number 17. Stone cold. They have them in the freezer <laughs> yeah. overnight yeah. to try and freeze punters out. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt the Aussies are trying. Mate, we've got the best horses, so why aren't they trying to get, get themselves a chance? Do the trainers stand around and watch the draw? Surely they're there or thereabouts. I think the race is these racing integrity boards are done. You can't actually do a draw like even for these slot races, like uh, the race that we won was self assured. You have to have a member of the ROB there or somebody. I'm not actually genuinely suggesting they're fixed, but clearly. But I just think <laughs> how many times can this happen with visitor draw? Because it's like the old adage, right? The old wives' tale. Oh, the, you got the visitors' draw out in the car park. Well, if you want to beat us, you have to start in the car park. It's like, it should just be a saying. It shouldn't actually be real. But somehow it keeps happening and it's just, um, look, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the draws are in loveracing.nz. But, boys, I just want to t- change tack a wee bit um, for my can't wait question of the day today. Uh, and it is a little bit more serious, but I think we can have a good conversation about it. I think you guys are the right people to do it, along with everybody on 0800 150 811 and 8833. Can't wait question of the day. Um, yesterday, we I think we would have been on here just, but you would have seen it on the news by now. Horrific scenes in Texas, America. 19 children, three adults dead after the elementary mass shooting. Um, yeah, 21 people, lives lost for no reason. Just the most unfathomable pain for those families involved. 
whenever you talk about children and you think about Columbine and Sandy Hook, it's kind of a look. It's another evolution, and it just keeps happening. I think there's been more mass shootings than days in America this year. So we look. You don't need me to tell you all the stats, and you know what you you know by now the context of what we're working in in America with these mass shootings. But where I want to go is Steve Kerr, coach of the Golden State Warriors, came out yesterday before to the podium before his. Uh, Warriors played Dallas Mavericks in Game 4 of the NBA Western Conference Finals. And Steve Kerr, his dad was shot and killed years ago. Um, He was a a university lecturer, I think, in Lebanon. And so he understands pain all too well about, you know, aimless and senseless gun, well, murders. Let's call it what it is. Now, Steve Kerr is an extremely wise and extremely passionate man. And and he is a basketball coach, but he's more than that. So I want to play you this clip, then I've got a can't, my can't wait question off the back of it. This is Steve Kerr yesterday. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher... And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough! And Steve Kerr's gone on and on and on there for two and a half minutes, but you can hear the anguish in his voice. We'll retweet that on the Izzy and Kempe Twitter page so you can go watch the whole thing. It's, it is about three minutes long, so I don't want to play you the whole thing. The, the point being, Steve Kerr has used his platform yesterday as the coach of the Warriors for greater good than any basketball game or discussion on basketball can be done. And what it's, what's happened is over 60,000 people have retweeted that video alone. Twitter's not the be-all and end-all. It's gone through hundreds of thousands of news bulletins. Taylor Swift's reshared it. Politicians around the world have reshared it. Steve Kerr has become more than a basketball coach yesterday. He's used his platform to educate a different audience and to make a compelling case and show of leadership and emotion that you weren't getting from anywhere else. So my can't wait question of the day for you and for everybody on double eight double three and 0800 150 811 is how can sports identities learn from what Steve Kerr did yesterday in the aftermath of such horror? And have we finally accepted that sports and politics have to mix? Because these crimes aren't discriminative. They don't care who or where they reach and who's affected. So why should only certain people talk about them? And Steve Kerr put himself on a pedestal yesterday and, and led by example and reached an audience that I don't think any, many other people could have by you know his demographic and people that watch basketball. And, and he's ended up going global around the world, musicians, politicians. And I think that oh, as a sports fan, I... It was touching, and I couldn't stop watching it yesterday, and it just made me think, is it time we finally admit sports and politics do mix? And we have admitted it for a while, but what can other athletes and sports identities learn from Steve Kerr? 
Kimpy, as you guys have a think about that, we're going to shoot off and we'll come back. And after the break, I want you to come through on 0800 150 811 and let me know what you think. And, and was there anything, and why did you like it? And if you didn't like it, let me know as well. Let's have a conversation about it. 21 minutes past six. It is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, 26 minutes past six o'clock this morning. My can't wait question of the day. How can sports identities learn from Steve Kerr? And have we finally accepted sports and politics do mix? Izzy, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, I've seen it with Artie Savia, but first off, yeah, it's... um. It's a horrible situation. 128 mass shootings, 28 in schools this year in in America. So it's um it's crazy what go what's going on over there. Um, I think the situation now with, with sports, and I commend Steve Kerr what he's done, is as as players and as athletes, we first got to be educated because that gives us um you know it gives us the real strength to come out and, and educate people and have a real solid stance. The only reason we're probably not going to say anything is probably because we're not. We don't have all the detail and the underlying factor, but the basic situation with this, this is just common sense. This is empathy, and this is just seen, shown right from wrong, and um, I commend Steve Kerr. So, yes, I think as athletes and myself on this platform, we have to talk about mental health. We have to talk about things that other people don't really need to talk about because we have a platform here with Kempe. So I feel like Steve Kerr has done the right thing, and, I've, and we're going to see more and more people particularly in this country, I'm feeling going to do the same. And I just can't imagine, Kim, before we get to you, I don't understand why Joe Biden, the most powerful man in the world, can't change his lobby, can't change the gun laws over in America. I know they've got 50 senates, senators that are well, just worrying about their own power in a situation like that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a horrible situation. Yeah, if you listen to, if you listen to that full interview, um, you know, he talks about 50 senators not voting on the changes mm-hmm. to law that... I guess uh, stop this this uh, rambling of gun gun shootings going um, through America. Um, and this, uh, for me, the, the political uh, question around political and sport um, should it be spoken about? Well, uh, you, you equate it to New Zealand. Of course, it should be. You know, like our our, our sport, New Zealand, is a government department. They actually they actually uh, overseen by our vice um, prime minister Grant Robinson. So it is political, whether you like it or not. What I hate about it is that you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to mix sport and politics, and they like to keep you you quiet. You know what I mean? And you you listen to that conversation that we had with Mike King last week, where where the question I, I said to him, you know, are you trying to uh, get your message through sport? Because sport is a conduit. Um, whether we like it or not, to a number of big issues. And one of them in New Zealand is mental health, which is what Mike King is trying to get out there in the public domain. And all all ups to him, mate, for trying to do that. I think I think sport, um, like no other, talks to a lot of people. And we should be using that to get a message out there. Let's go to the phones. Richie, what do you think, man? Um, well, I agree with what Kempe and Izzy have said. Just a couple of bits to add to that. Sport and politics, it's mixed forever. And both sides try and use each other. Unfortunately, it's more the politicians using sport for the good stories. What happened in America, as Izzy said, yep, why can't Joe Biden just do something? But that's that country. 50 politicians, as they said, holding it up. Don't. What's the saying? Um, when something bad happens, don't let it happen again. Or it hasn't just happened more than once. It keeps happening year after year, pretty much day after day. And it's just 
they say in their anthem, the land of the great, well, really, are they? If they let that keep happening to their children. Mm. Richie, take your point uh, there in Upper Hutt. Thank you for the call, man. And uh, keep, com- Cheers, keep coming through. 0800 We do have a TAB bonus bet uh, to give away for the can't wait question of the day today. Double eight, double three. Um, what can what about this? What can other sports identities learn from the way Steve Kerr went about his business? Izzy, I love your point you make about being educated, and and Steve Kerr is a highly intelligent individual. He's mm. he's a very very smart person, and and just like Greg Popovich, that gives him the power. But he does care. So if you're going to make the effort to learn about something, so you can talk about it, I really I really like that. Twenty nine minutes away from seven, we'll continue this after the news with Aroha. Here she is for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, we are 27 minutes away from 7 this morning. Loveracing.nz, lads, is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. We are racing on a heavy tenner Otaki today. Uh, always keep an eye out for the John O'Benner Holly Winyard team at Otaki. They have had a slow season, which, as I've said before, we're just waiting for them to go bang. I wonder if Happy Star's going around today. Always seems to be backed. It's always a good market indication from that stable. Uh, we've had one tip here. Morena lads, Manhattan Jazz in the first from Otaki. Top four, that's from Richie. Well, there we go. Richie's done my job for me. Well, you're saying top four, but a top four bet on this, Richie, would land you $1.35. There's only seven horses in the race, but that's okay. Maybe each way, Manhattan Jazz. I don't mind it. I'm not going to have a crack. It's a two-year-old race, so you want to give yourself a bit of insurance. Um, Al Sharrick's got one in here, actually, Kempi. Zebedaya. Zebedaya. Uh, oh, Zebedee Gelding. Jeez, he gets some interesting... He has some interesting sires in his barn, doesn't he? Yeah, look at him. Well, I follow Alan, too, at the moment. He's on fire. He uh, His horses are... Are definitely in with a shout. Most of them that are that are going around. So top three, top three for Alan Sherrick at the moment. I think it's not a bad bet. Yeah, that's a pretty good rule of thumb, isn't it? And as I said, I was going to run you through what racing we've got this Saturday over at Eagle Farm because the meeting was rained out of Doombin last week. So they've brought it all together. So this is what we have going on. We have got a well, stakes race to end the day. We're going to work backwards. We've got the Kingsford Smith Cup. It's the group one. On Trivier, drawn barrier 17. She's an each-way chance. I don't think you can say she's just going to win for fun. When she wins, no one's going to be surprised, but she's got a big job to do from that barrier. You've got the group one derby, the Queensland derby. Ooh, Dark Destroyer, Sammy Weatherly taking some cash in the market, probably from Cashy Dag. Uh, $380, <laughs> $70 from Barrier 1. So we didn't cop the worst draw there. But Pinarello in the Cambridge Stud Colours for Lee Thinnis, Robert Wellwood and Roger James. Barrier 20. Oh, Barrier 20. So we've got, we're bookending the draws. Dark Destroyer 1, Pinarello in 20. Tutakaka splits them at 11. We have the Group 3, BRC Sprint, Gosboden, Barrier 14. Oh, man. Barrier 14, so he's drawn wide as well. Um, and I think with Robbie Dolan, Jim Pender, the lightweight, at $15.450, you could be doing a lot worse than a place bet on, or a top four bet on Goss Bowden. We have got the mm. Mullins Lawyers Fred Best Classic, the Group 3 in between. Uh, Al Vincidor in this race 
for Stephen Marsh. Opie Boston's going to do the writing there. Rough chance, $51. We've got the Doombin Cup. And I can't have too much of a whinge about the draws, boys, without saying we have got a couple. The Chosen One and Coventina Bay have drawn three and four, which is good to see. And Coventina Bay, Kempi, is into $13. Yep, it's coming in. A little bit of market movement. Here's a is little he? bit. And good draw. Good draw. Mm. Are you going to stop Zaki for us, is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just having a wee look, see, boys. Don't worry. Carry on, Louis. Okay. Carry on. I'll carry on. <laughs> I know what that means. I know what you're doing. You're compiling a multi. Uh, the BRC size <laughs> produce stakes is the group two in race four. I don't think we have a Kiwi connection running in that race off the top of my head. Uh, we've got the Mears Cup race three. Zaydani in the Trelawney colours, 6.52.30. Oh, and she's just a wonderful mare. So that would be a meal, Zaydani. She's done a job for... Uh, Brenta Cherry Taylor, time and time again down there in Victoria. Colding, Kiwi Bread, of course. Race two, we've got a group three, the Living Turf Premier's Cup. And in race one, we've got that Phillies race that was binned off out of the week before. ANZ Bloodstock News, the Rose. Rose's group two. And in this, La Ville, who was used to be trained by John Wheeler back in New Zealand uh, with Chris Lees and the Australian Bloodstock team. $11.350, I think, and I thought it was last weekend. I think it is again this weekend, each way, all day. So what a mammoth day out of Eagle Farmers. It's going to be huge. Oh, man, what a what a weekend of racing. I'm having a nice wee look through the field, mate. Oh, I'm excited. I've got, a, I've got a nice one. Dark Destroyer. Dark Destroyer's looking good, eh? For the weekend? What's that, mate? Dark Destroyer racing on the on the weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in the derby. Yep, it's Barry One. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mate, I reckon that's gonna fly home. How, I reckon that's gonna get the job done. How good would it be to see Sam William, a uh, Sam Weatherly, get up on the back of a Kiwi couple of Kiwi horses? So I think David Archer. Yeah. Ooh, I think David Archer owns Dark Destroyer, um, and we've got Lance O'Sullivan, Andrew Scott, good Kiwis training at Sam Weatherly Kempy. That would be such a cool New it'd Zealand be, story. It, honestly, it would be. Um, geez, the fields are big over there too through most of the races, so uh, they're going to have to, um, I don't know, be on their game, I suppose, going around and, and getting their horses in front and keeping them there. So, mate, I, I think the best bet from a Kiwi horse is Dark Destroyer uh, for the week weekend. Mm. Um, I don't think you stop Zaki. I think that's a oh, watch me try. I know, and mate, I, <laughs> I think you have it. I think you have it each way on on Trivia. Can I? Can I? Um, uh, geez, I couldn't keep up with that, Louis. Sorry, Tim. Hey, well, Tim, if there's any <laughs> same, <laughs> same, Tim. Tim, we've only got a little bit of time. I was the the point was there's so much going on, so that's why you can't keep up with it. There's a, don't worry, we've got another day tomorrow, Tim, and we will circle one or two for you. But the point is, there's so much Kiwi connection over there in Brisbane at the moment. Um, I just will lob one out, just being a patriot. What about the Kiwi trifecta in the derby? Mm. What about boxing up Tutakaka at $16, Dark Destroyer at 380 Pinarello at 750 and just lobbing it out there as a box trifecta and just trusting that the Kiwi horses will get over the 2400 the best. That's all I'll say, Tim. Okay, so that's race number eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Okay, 20 minutes away from seven. And sorry, I went so fast. I just get so excited. 20 minutes away from seven. 0800 150 811. It Come is on. time to 
to get in the draw. Come on. <laughs> who, who are you I want take? you. You. I want you out there. You know you're sitting there and you're, you're looking at you know, your, your radio and you're looking at your phone, playing the app, and you're going, should I give him a call? I just can't back myself. Can't back myself. Be like Steve Kerr. Front it. Come on. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. Take on the Quizmaster. And you'll be, you could be going to the Gold Coast with Willem and Travel. Come on. I want you. Let's go. You hear me asking all these questions on your radio. Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 811, you're mine. It's Quizzy Deck. Give it a go. It's Quizzy Deck. Now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Deck. Who knows the most? It's Quizzy Deck. We're going to the go go. That's right. One of you are going to the Gold Coast. I can feel it. Today's the day. Today is the day we're going to get Richie on the line. Morning, Richie. You're up first, mate. Good luck. Cheers, mate. All right, here we go. Which NBA head coach gave a passionate statement yesterday? Steve Kerr. Dang. Well done. Question number two. How much are the Warriors paying out Matt Lodge? Uh, 700k. 700k is correct. Number three. How many trophies did Chelsea Football Club under Roman Abramovich ownership win? How much trophies did they win? Zero. <laughs> How many trophies did Chelsea Football Club win? Not zero. Sorry, Richie. Have a good one, mate. Do it, Luke. Luke from Dunedin, morning. Morning, how are we? Good, thank you. How many trophies did Chelsea Football Club win under Roman Abramovich ownership? Oh, we're going to have to phone a friend on this one. Oh, first big adult celebration, birthday celebration. 21. Mm. Is it not 18? <laughs> Well, it might be in your yeah, day, but it might be in Gen... What are you? What are you you're Gen X. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, it might be 18 then, but... Uncle would have got his key, his key, eh, with the mirror? Nah, just got a... Yeah, the wooden, the wooden key. Got a slap around the ears and told to go home. <laughs> Question number four. Which super rugby player holds the record for the most drop goals? Five. Um, oh. Merton. It's not Merton, sorry. Have a good day, mate. Tim from Christchurch. Timmy, morning. How we going? How we going, boys? All good. Good, th- good thank you. Which Super Rugby player holds the record for the most drop goals? Uh, did you guys ask this the other morning? I think it's more than that stain. That's the right answer. 
It wasn't yeah, I heard me. I didn't ask you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> that unless, wasn't us. Not unless, that uh, here's, here's a stole it from the show. Uh, anyway, question number five. Who currently leads the NRL in try assists? Um, five. Adam Reynolds. No. Oh, Adam Reynolds is incorrect. Sorry. We're going to go to Dom. Morning, Dom. Kilda, brother. Kilda, bro. <laughs> Here he is, Tommy boy. How's oh, Willie? No, is he treating you right? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, fellas. <laughs> yes. You're up, mate. This is question number five. You go in the draw if you get this. Who currently leads the NRL and try assists? Um, who's the fellow of the Melbourne Storm? Cam Smith. No, no, he doesn't play, so that's all right. <laughs> Cam yeah, Smith doesn't play, that's Tommy. Right. He's retired. Kempe, help him out. No, 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 no. no. It's a Kempe. great... I don't do league. I don't do league. Well, mate, just think of it. Okay, I want you to take a deep breath. I just want you to think about it. It's a great sea... F- uh, he parted the Red Sea. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Part of the I don't know. I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. Oh. I'm I'm hey, Tommy. Tommy, got, got any tips? Nah, not this week. I, I'm liking the chosen one, eh? I think it might to pull something special off here. Okay. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. Get back to work. <laughs> Say good day to Willie for me, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get a, go to Kerry and Manawa too. Kerry. Who currently leads in yeah, our round tries assists? Uh, Evans. No! <laughs> <laughs> Evans parted the sea. No, it's not Cherry Evans. Sorry, mate. It's David, morning. Part that ocean. Part that ocean. Oh, Kilda, Kilda. Kilda. Kilda, kill, kill David. Welcome. <laughs> who currently You're leads? Well, who currently leads it? You got it? Yep. Who, curr- who currently leads in our round tries us? Um, Nico Hines. <laughs> Brilliant. No, it's not Nico oh. Hines. <laughs> Sorry, David. Have a good day, brother. Ryan. Not many went to Sunday school. Who currently lives in RL? Yeah, part of the sea. Well done. Yes, Ryan. Good on good you. Tab. Rhino from Christchurch. Of course, you're going to middle that one. You're in the draw to head to the Goldie 500. Thanks to Willamette Travel, Ryan. Bang. Well done. All you got to do is win Quizzy Dag and you go into that draw. Mitchell Moses. Of course, he parted the Red Sea. He does that with the ball in hand quite often. Kempe, he's off the back fence after this. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, well, yesterday it was revealed that Matt Lodge was paid out in full 700k. And why is it such a big secret, is he? Just tell me that. Why do teams have to keep that under their hats? I think, and this is my take on the day, is that all salaries should be made public. We should be well aware of who's getting what, and here's why. Let's understand who's getting what, and let's identify who's the marquee players, because that's what that will do. It will tell you who has actually been paid at the top end. And let's help players also understand what managers and clubs are discussing by making contracts transparent, which will give them a good understanding of their own market rates. So, you know, finally, the registering of conflicts of interest for me are a big one because this is obviously an issue that happened previously between a player manager 
a recruitment manager and a player. Mm. And what we've found is that 700Ks taken out of the salary cap for the Warriors and put them in a bit of a hole. The question for me, why the secret? I think, Izzy, yeah. we should start registering in the NRL contract so that everyone can see what's going on. Your thoughts? Off the yeah, back fence with Tony I agree. I agree, mate. Like, you see what they do in the NBA, the NFL, over in American sports. Yes, their, their numbers are ridiculous, but, you know, it gives everyone a kind of inkling of, of what's going on and, and situation and, and some folding. And, look, I, I think something smells. Something fishy's going on here with uh, Cameron George. He's been down a blow. You spoke about O'Sullivan. He was the uh, ex-recruiting manager. He's gone to the Dolphins. He is Matt Lodge's father-in-law. And there would have been something in the detail, in the underlying detail that would have been able to uh, the Cameron George they would have caught Cameron George by surprise, mate. Loved it off the back fence. More to come on that Matt Lodge situation and the seven hundred K salary cap. We'll get to that after seven o'clock. But before then we're gonna to talk to Daryl Mitchell. He is back with the black cap. So we'll chat to him shortly. I'm gonna get a Mick Cafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thursday the 26th of May, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ with a little taste of Louie on the side, running the cutter. There he is up there in Auckland. Hey, uh, just listening to Aroha's news, doing a fantastic job covering all news around the world and just talking about that devastating news over in Texas. As a father, oh, breaks my heart just hearing oh, those kids losing their lives, just going to school. Everyday life just... just living a normal life, just going to school and thinking that they're in their safe place and what's going on in this world, it's um, it's devastating. Can't believe it's still happening and we're still going to dealing with this situa- situation over in America. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, but we'll keep progressing throughout our show. We've got a big couple of hours coming up. We're going to talk to uh, Netball, uh, Maya Wilson shortly. She's played her 100th uh, ANZ Premiership game. Uh, against the Mystics on the weekend thrashing them, and then we'll talk to Tom Donnelly shortly. But right now, we're going to talk a bit of cricket. The Black Caps are continuing their preparation with some friendly faces returning up in England ahead of their Test Series starting next week. Tonight, they have another tour match against a County Select 11 all-rounder and all-round champion bloke, Dazza. Daryl Mitchell will be hoping to get some time in his legs, no doubt, after just arriving in camp direct from the IPL, where he's been with the Rajasthan Royals. And he's with us now. G'day, Dazza. Hey, Izzy. How you, how you going? I'm going well, mate. Going well. Good to chat to you, my, my mate. Um, how was it? How was uh, the IPL? How was it being in, in England? And um, obviously you didn't get the result, but you're still alive with the, with the Royals and, and Bolty and the crew. 
Yeah, no, it was obviously it's a, a pretty crazy experience being part of the IPL and um, as you can see by the crowds and stuff, they absolutely love the cricket over there. So, it was, yeah, it was awesome to be a, be a part of and also very grateful that Rajasthan have given me the opportunity to leave a week early um, to come over here and prepare for the tests and, and make sure we're ready to go come that first test at Lords in a, in a week's time. Was it what you expected, mate? Was it what you expected being over at the IPL? I know Kumar Sangakara had some lovely words for you as you left. Yeah, he's obviously, he's a... I remember as a kid looking up to him, watching him bat, and then to have him as a head coach, it's pretty special. So, no, it was, it was an awesome group. Um, obviously, the, the group is, is pretty successful um, with us being in the semifinals, obviously losing last night, but then we've got another life in a couple of days' time. Um, so it's cool to be part of a, a winning team and, and just to yeah, rub shoulders with different players around the world. That's when you sort of pick up little things and you can learn and, and keep trying to get better individually. But, um, yeah, it was... It was had its moments, obviously stuck in a bubble, so you're stuck on the on the same floor of a hotel for two months straight is, is challenging, as you can well imagine. So, um, yeah, but uh, again, amazing Mate. experience. How, hey, did, how annoying was Jimmy Neesham? Sorry, sorry, Kev. I saw him having a little bit of fun with Jimmy Neesham, tagging up his face on his little uh, player portrait photo, mate. Was there a little bit of banter throughout, just trying to keep yourself sane? Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah obviously... Nish was my next door neighbour, and then Bolty was his next door neighbour down the hallway. So there was, um, yeah, plenty of tricks being played on each other. Um, yeah, well, I think we all got fed up with each other at one point or another, and then next thing, twenty four hours later, we're best mates again. So it's, um, yeah, it was, it was, good, it was good fun. It was nice having a couple of Kiwis there, and obviously Joss Butler was our adopted son as well. So we had a good little group, and we had a bit of fun. Oh, the fun, eh? The fun of touring, mate. Miss that. Hey, uh, Daryl, you know, you've got that, that test coming up at Lords. Where do you, where do you see your strengths and, and, and your offering um, as far as the black caps go? What, what do you bring to the team? Um, yeah, look, uh, it's obviously an exciting time. Um, touring England, it's probably the most historical place for test cricket and, and obviously a first test at Lords is, is pretty special. So um, I know we as a group are really excited to come over here. We had a taste of it last winter, having two tests, and it's awesome to have three tests now in a, in a big series. And um, yeah, I just know that we're all we're all pretty excited to get into it. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. And just uh, has there been much banter on Baz picking up the role as the as the coach? You know, you're you're up <laughs> against a, a Kiwi coach and and I, I think a, a Kiwi captain as uh, well in the English team. Has there been much banter between the boys about that? Yeah, I. Uh, at the IPL, we managed to bump paths a couple of times, and uh, Tim Southey, he's just flown in tonight, and he was obviously had Baz as his coach uh, in the IPL, so I'm sure Timmy will probably have a few more um, stories around how much stick he's given Baz over the last few weeks, but no, I think he'll, he'll do a great job for them. He's an amazing leader and a great man, and um, yeah, I know he'll definitely um, yeah help England get some success. Let's just hope that it's uh, a month later than, than what we've got now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice, mate. Get right into him, mate. Ruin his party. No, joking. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Go well, go well. Hey, uh, mate, where, where about where where are you at with your um your cricket at the moment? Obviously, you've been at the IPL. Probably had limited opportunities to to get out there and and really showcase what you're about. But where where about to you in terms of being match ready for um um come the Test series in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, obviously it's, it's tough in the IPL with only four overseas spots. Um, and so, yeah, you sort of work out pretty early that you're only probably going to get a game or two um, to sort of showcase what you've got and, and help the team win. And the rest of the time, um, you're just sort of training. And the one one good thing about the IPL is because the squads are so big, there's so many net bowlers and 
um, yeah, you yeah. you can literally train as much as you want to. So it was a, it was a really good chance for me to um, go away after a, a big summer at home and and just sort of work on some things that I wanted to to tinker with nice. heading into this winter. So um, yeah, for me it was it was a great chance to to have a, a mini preseason in some ways, and and we're also able to get a fair bit of Red Bull done as well on the side after training to to help try and prepare for this test series. So um, yeah, it's just about preparing now in the English conditions over the next four or five days of these warm up games, and and just making sure you're ready to go come um, yeah for that week a week's time. Hey Daryl, bit of an insight, mate. I've always wondered, you know, be, being uh, being an ex Kiwi touring England, you know, we were sort of. Oh, yeah, we weren't in the Sofitels, put it that way. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were sort of, oh, we always turned right on the aeroplane oh, type thing, not like your cricketers and that. What does it oh, look like, uh, mate? What does it look like for you guys when you are on tour? Do you guys go and stay on those bigger states? Um, you know, the golf course, uh, the, 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 the tennis uh, not, courts and all that sort of stuff. Or are you, or we're not the all blacks, hotel? you know. <laughs> oh, we wish, we all, I guess we all wish we grew up, we're all blacks. So, you know, um, yeah, we're probably similar to you, Kempi, in the fact that we're just battling away, you know, um, just trying to carry the flag. Three to a room? <laughs> uh, yeah. no. A few guys in this team who don't want to be get their own room, no, I'm like, I've got my own room, which Cricketers is nice. get their own yeah, room. It is nice. We went to, we, we went we, to the Ford headquarters. The cricketers went to McLaren. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually gutted. I missed that yesterday. That would have been bloody good fun going to McLaren this year. After have watching you guys ever heard of Skoda? <laughs> Hey, if Skoda wants to jump my way, I'm more than happy. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. Hey, uh, quickly, before we let you go, Daz, I just want to... Say, mate, what, you, you touched on the conditions. You touched on the conditions. What are the conditions, and what are you expecting in the next couple of weeks over in England? You know, tell us about like the difficult uh, conditions for batting, and, and will the ball be be moving in the air quite a bit? Swing bowling be, you know, pretty uh, at the forefront of of everyone's bowling attack. Yeah, I guess that's the wonders of international cricket is that you get to go and travel to different parts of the world, and and the conditions are so foreign to what we're being brought up on as Kiwis. Um, so yeah, for, uh, for me, obviously, three months ago, you have your home summer. We were playing with a, a kookaburra on uh, New Zealand surfaces. Then the last two months on dust bowls in India with a white ball, and, and now you change again to English conditions with a juke. Um, yeah, England. It's the wickets are they're probably a little bit slower than what they are back home, um, but they also because they have the juke, it tends to nibble around a bit more. So. Um, yeah, it's not so obviously it does swing uh, throughout the whole 80 overs, but it's also more the yeah. the nibble, the, the sideways movement off the seam that can be challenging, um, especially with the way the English bowlers sort of bowl little three quarter balls and stuff to sort of hit the string. So it, it is, it's another element, but that's the cool thing about international cricket is that you do get to challenge yourself against the best in their own conditions and, and you've got to try and adapt as quick as you can and, and, and sort of play it on the run a little bit as you go. Nice. Oh, oh, with the with the changes you've seen with England, with the changes Ben Stokes been captain now, you got Bears there. Are you expecting a different style of play from the English? Yeah, it will be interesting to see. We're obviously having a few meetings at the moment, and then we'll we'll start getting more detailed with how we scout them over the next week or so. But yeah, I, I think the the leadership of Bears and Stokesy and, and even Joe Root, um, they'll. 
they'll they'll put a spin on it. I'm sure they'll play a positive style of cricket. Um, they'll they won't die wondering, and and that'll be cool because that's obviously that's how we play and, and how we go about our things. So yeah. I think it's going to be a great series. Um, they they got some seriously good players, and and they'll be it'll be it'll be your go. So um, yeah, we're just really looking forward to it, and yeah, what will be will be, I guess. Nice. All right, mate. Uh, Ish Sodi, he's seen the light. When are you going to see the light? Yeah. Hey, I play for Canterbury. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I've been there oh, two yeah. years now. Yep. You've got a patch yeah. there, have you? Yeah, I married a, a, I married a Cantab girl. I'm from the Tron, but I married oh. a Cantab girl and, and moved out. Had got the boss, the boss got the final word and had to move down. So, Good. no, we're loving it in Christchurch. It's awesome. Good work, mate. Well, let's get out of that golf course. Clearwater, mate. Two under yesterday yeah, for nine, I'm then I shot 80. <laughs> I don't think you want to see my golf swing. It's not pretty. I, I think we'll go We'll go to a pub or a cafe somewhere and have a coffee or a beer instead, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. I'll come show you my lawn, eh? I know you love that lawn. <laughs> yeah, I'm very jealous. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All good, Des. Appreciate it, mate. Take care and all the best for the next couple of weeks, eh? Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Beautiful, beautiful. some reason, I thought he was still at ND. some reason, I thought he was still at ND, but no, he's been down here for two years. But because he hasn't been playing for Canary, because he has been is he? That's on it. the world stage. And do you know why he's on the world stage? Yeah, because he's he carving, moved to it, carving it up. Because he moved to yeah. me because he started playing. He's it. seen the light. That's there you go, Louis. It makes sport, sense. Every, every sportsman that walks through there. So he was playing for when ND. They arrive, they get in a patch. The pink. <laughs> it's in the it's he's in the playing in the pink. That's yeah. why I seen him. He's made the move. Now he's an IPL, he's a black caps, he's leading, he's winning World Cups. That's why I haven't seen him playing for Canterbury. Mate. Oh, it all makes sense. Remember. Remember Louis. And remember Kempe. We have the commentary of this huge test series live on ECNZ. Remember, led by Adam Collins and Jerry Coney. Jeremy Coney. It'll be awesome listening each night. Remember. Live one, here on ECNZ. And and one more thing, Kempe. You know, it's not just about the IPL and the Black Gaps. The 2021 Spirit of Cricket recipient, mm. Cantabrian, mm. Daryl Mitchell. I mean, mm. just good people. And that's what it's all about, Kempi. It's just about being that good person. Hey, he actually is a ripping lad, and uh, he is a bit of stick, a good skoder. I reckon skoder should help he was, him out. He was, he was good. <laughs> Very good. I enjoyed that. Just a humble cricketer. Oh. Yeah, but he does still get his own bedroom. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cricketers They've got their own rooms mate They can travel with their family And they ain't Turning left They're turning left I mean they're not turning right Yeah so, let's, anyway. let's not confuse things eh? Hey 16 minutes past 7 mm. That was Daryl Mitchell And you're right We've got that test series Coming up Can't wait to get Stuck into that Kempi You're off the back fence Around Matt Lodge Has got people Fired up and I really mean that. Uh, this is a very, very confusing one. Matt Lodge, $700,000 on his contract, and he's being paid out in full by the Warriors, as far as the NRL 360 team are aware. And look, there's been nothing from the Warriors to suggest otherwise. And Phil Buzz Rothfield's even released some of his messages with uh, Cameron George, who doesn't want to explain it. So you know what happens when you don't explain it? It doesn't go away. And we're going to talk about it after this. 17 minutes from 7. 0800 Matt Lodge, $700,000. Seems weird, doesn't it? Come on through. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
Make Chemist Warehouse your first stop for the widest range of vitamins at the lowest prices. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. All right, 22 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning. Here is the context. Uh, Braith and Asser and Buzz Rothfield last night on NRL 360 explaining the situation with Matt Lodge. I can't understand it. I'd love that someone to explain it to me. But Matt Lodge, uh, given a release from the Warriors, but fully paid out for the rest of this season, the rest of next year, it doesn't add up to me. What's happened here? Well, I've been chasing this story all day and it still remains a $700,000 question mark. Mm. That was the size of his golden handshake. Now, if any football player walks into his employer or any employer and says, look, I've had enough for personal reasons, I don't want to move my family to New Zealand, you say, OK, fine, that's the end of the contract. Mm. But for some reason, and the chief executive of the Warriors, Campbell George, won't explain it to me. I've texted him, I've rung him. He's getting, he's hiding behind confidentiality clauses. But there's a lot of fans in New Zealand wanting to know why he got $700,000. Now, details buzz, uh, Cameron, but that's all right. That's not the point. Kempe, before we get to Joe and Gizzy on this, how crippling would $700,000 Australian, would that hit be to the Warriors' salary cap next year as well as this year? Oh, it's a, well, it's a marquee, marquee player signing, you know what I mean? Put it into context. Brandon Smith signed for Sydney City for 800000 you know, so it's a it's a player of that calibre that ain't going to be at the club next year, and that money's been soaked up in the salary cap. You know, there's something else going on. That's the that's the point I'm trying to make here. The 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 article that came out um, at the beginning of the week saying it was all Matt Lodge, and then someone said something to NRL three sixty to level the ledger and say, well, hang on, here's what's happened. So at the moment, confidentiality agreements. When they said we're hiding behind confidentiality agreements, why do you think you signed a confidentiality agreement? Well, because you don't want anyone else to know what's going on. Exactly. I guarantee you Cameron George will have to front this one because it's snowballing. Media is picking it up. Warriors fans deserve to know what's going on. Joe, you are the Warriors fan. How disappointing or upsetting is this for you? Mate, this is just another day in the Warriors. You know, Friday and Mondays, uh, pension days and signing days for the Warriors. Now they just the Dolphins have signed Aiken. They've signed Dynamis Louie, and we've got to pay his salary this year. They've signed Lodge, and we've got to pay him for two years. I just wait for Monday to turn up after we lose and get beaten through our own inept activity on the paddock to find another story come to NRL 360 on Monday night or Tuesday night for us to actually show how inept we are as a club the way we run ourselves. Mate, I've just ordered vintage, the vintage Kempi hoodies, which are on, which are being made at the moment for me and the boys. And it's like, we're going to leave them wrapped up until we actually deserve to wear them, mate. Until the club actually plays, so we're proud to wear them. Because every Monday is like, mate, 700 grand, that's someone's retirement pension in New Zealand. You know, for a couple, for a family. You know, that, that is like, Huge money, and we're just giving it away. Well, hey, hey, that's the life, mate. Yeah, look Joe, up, Joe, look hey, up Joe, 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 appreciate your passion, mate. I appreciate your passion, but we won't throw around any sort of language like that. Hey, um, look, I hear your passion there, Joe, and Izzy, I guess the point that Joe's making is it's just so disappointing as a Warriors fan. I guess we don't actually know what 
this seven hundred thousand dollars is for. But as Kempi says, that's the point. What's it for? Yeah, look, and Joe's passionate. Joe's a passionate Warriors fans, and there will be many out there that are like Joe, and we can understand his frustration. And it's a bit like the situation with the referees and Jared White here at Hargraves. We say things. We say things because we are passionate and we are venting our frustrations. So we, we appreciate passionate callers coming on and, and venting those uh, situations as well. Look, it's, it's something's wrong here. Something's fishy. And I didn't – look, I thought it was for the rest of this season. I didn't understand there was for the rest uh, – it's going to carry on to next year as well. Well, that just – that's a whole other ballgame, mate. There's a, that opens up a whole kettle of fish, mate. That is – them not having the opportunity to go out, and generally we needed some, we need a big signing, we need to sign someone because we've lost so many players going forward. We and now we're going to have seven hundred k gap. Yeah, look, it's going to affect us going on and sign someone. Like, mate, there's something wrong here. And that O'Sullivan mate over at the Dolphins, he needs to come on and start sharing these details and stop throwing Cameron George under the bus. He's just throwing him right on the bus. Now Cameron George's got to do what he's had to do for the last four years and go into recovery mode. Salvage mode. I've got to salvage this whole situation. I feel for Cameron George, man. This guy's just come in, and he's just been on the back foot from the get-go. He's got an owner that calls all the shots. He's got O'Sullivan that's sitting over there uh, in his nice, beautiful house that's pretty much just turned this club into what it is today. And Cameron George is like, oh, sorry, he's having a front. That's crazy. Yeah, look, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, I do feel sorry for Cameron Cameron George, but he's sitting in the CEO seat. And the days of where you can't, can't have a conversation, you know, look, I sit here and talk to Louis, for instance, about rugby league all the time. Louis can hold a conversation and an intelligent conversation with rugby league um, with me because he spends mm. hours and hours and hours in it and none knows and understands it. And you've got to get with the, with the game. Like, you can't bluff the public anymore. Like to, to say, oh, we're under confidentiality agreements, that's, that just doesn't work. That might have worked 20 years ago. It doesn't work today. You need to be transparent and you need to be in front of the front of the eight ball. If you've stuffed up, own it, okay? And you're dead right about the O'Sullivan issue. This has got O'Sullivan written all over it. And I, I got hung out to dry a little bit a couple of years ago when I said that that guy shouldn't have been signed by the Warriors because of his history. And and mm. now what we're doing is we're finding the remnants that are fighting around this Warriors club at the moment because of the, the, the signings and the player agreements and the manager agreements that the Warriors are, and Cameron George, this is where I feel sorry for him, is having to pick up the pieces. Okay, It isn't Cameron mm. George's fault. But Cameron George, don't mm. buy into it. Be transparent. Come out and own it. Yeah. Out here, and he will. He'll have to. Um, he, he absolutely will have to. Look, this has got the text line fired up, and look, Joe is passionate. We apologise if Joe slipped any uh, naughty language there through that we didn't quite catch. Um, that's you know, obviously don't condone any sort of um, language like that. Um, I guess Kempi, we have to kind of like everything. We have to give Cameron George the opportunity to explain it away. Well, not explain it away, explain where it's coming from from the Warriors' point of view. There's a lot of texts here. One person says, I was a bit pissed off at Matt Lodge walking out on the Warriors, but is it his fault he paid? He was paid out the money? On the field for the Warriors, he was great, and that's in my opinion. Another other boys backed him up and tackled, ball playing prop like him should have the players around him following ready. Yeah, look, I agree. Matt Lodge on the field, well, he was pretty much the only guy doing it. This isn't necessarily Matt. We're not having a crack at Matt Lodge for taking the money, are we? Well, I am. Yeah, look, I, I think if you resign and, and say, look, the, my, my season's over, like, you don't then pay the player out in full, which, which is what they're saying. We don't actually know the facts, whether it is full, um, being paid out in full. But if you walk out on the club mid-season 
um, you're meant to be playing the, that week and then say, well, actually, I'm, I'm leaving today. I'm not even playing this week. Why do you pay them out? Like they walked. Mm. I think it's different if there's a mutual a mutual agreement to say that the contract's ended and yes, we'll, there will be some severance pay on the back end of it. But because of the way that it happened, this is why everyone's saying, why did it happen that way? There's something else going on in the background. Okay, half past seven. We'll get to some more of these messages. They are steaming in. We need to filter them because people are heated on this. Half past seven. Uh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Uh, talking Matt Lodge, a $700,000 mystery payment. A golden handshake, Buzz Rothfield called it on NRL 360. I don't know what it is about the phrase golden handshake, but it just makes it sound dodgy, even if it isn't. 29 away from eight. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SCNZ 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. We're talking Matt Lodge and a $700,000 payment that's allegedly been made by the Warriors to him. Uh, Paul Kent yesterday on NRL 360, he weighed in. I'll play you a little bit of audio from that in a second. Uh, It was great to catch up with uh, Daryl Mitchell at the start of the hour. If you missed Daryl Mitchell, head to... SENZ, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast our podcast channels. He's over in England after joining the team from the IPL. Awesome to hear from Daryl. He is such a good guy in the Black Caps team and, and he knows that this team is very, very uh, well, capable of winning this series 2-0. This morning, uh, Alcaraz and Roland Garros, well, he survived. He came through in the second round big when he needed to most. Novak Djokovic as well has gone through, and I think we've got Ruffer on at some stage this morning that we will keep an eye on as well. Here is Paul Kent's take on the Matt Lodge situation, men. Something has happened to cause a fracture here. They Lodge said he didn't want to go back to New Zealand, OK? Mm. That's what his public comment has been. But your point, you don't say that and then they say, well, OK, we'll just pay you out $700,000. Mm. Something has happened Can't he- to make the Warriors feel obligated to release him and pay him out. That's kind of weird that your natural intuition would take you there, isn't it, Kimby? Yeah, it would, it would take you to a place where you're just left thinking, but Why? That's that's the that's the question. But why does he get paid out? So, you know, unless Cameron comes on and and straightens the the, the ship because the warrior ship at the moment it is all over the place. It's gone round and round in circles and hiding behind bushes. And he's got to he's just got to put it. He's got to turn the walker around and get it headed in the right direction. We're we're having these conversations once a week, and we're not having a crack at the warriors because. It's just happening every week, you know. It's the Ewan Aikens, it's the the Reese Walsh um, saga. It's now it's the Matt Lodge saga. You know, is the next one the Nathan Brown saga? Not wanting to come home because he's under pressure. That's that's another that's another one. You know, so he just be, I, I think should just front it up as. I can't wait for the day where we come to a Monday and we are pumping the Warriors up. We are talking about the Warriors. How good are they when they get it right, mate? They are sleeping giant. They are a sleeping giant, and when they get it right, they are going to explode. But right at the situation, there's just so many things going on behind the scenes, and I'm expecting Cameron George, he has to come out in front of this. He has to come out in front of this and give us an understanding. Look, I'll give you my own situation. 2018, I was playing for the Crusaders. I was signed to New Zealand Rugby. I got told by the surgeon I couldn't play anymore. I had to retire 
retire from fully professional rugby. I couldn't run and I couldn't do my job. I had that conversation with New Zealand Rugby about this current situation and the Crusaders. And I said, this is my situation. I've been told by a surgeon I cannot carry on fulfilling my obligations to play rugby at the highest level. I sat down with the Crusaders, New Zealand Rugby. We had an open conversation on the table. I offered to still give my services and help the team where need be if they need me to. If they didn't want me to, I'd walk away, and that was the end of that, and I would happily turn my contract. I got fully paid out for my contract to the end of 2019, till my contract was over with New Zealand Rugby and the Crusaders, but I still went into work. I still turned up every day, and I still... Um, you know, fronted in all the meetings. I still helped out where I could be. I was there at all the games and kind of all those situations. So we had a pact. We had a, a, an underlying deal to kind of stay on and be a bit more of a mentor role. So I stayed on into that. At this situation um, with uh, Matt Lodge, he's playing rugby. He's playing rugby in, in, in Queensland for a Division Two team. So he hasn't stepped away because of injury or, or personal reasons. There's something going on like it's... It's fishy, Kempi, and, yeah, I, I, I and we need to know the facts. Mm. And that's a that's a that's a lovely um, analogy too, as he, of about you know not only did you play for your country, but the respect that the club and the and the and the union had for you to say, yeah, we'll 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 still support you because of how you um, you were so professional throughout your career, and and then in your own way you went, well, I'm still getting paid, I still have to give back. I had the I had the same situation when I broke my arm four times over in England. Um, I had to sit down with the CEO and I basically, that's how I got into coaching. I said, well, yeah, you, d- you don't have to pay me this and I won't do anything. I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll coach your second, our second team. And, and that's how I got into coaching. We went on and won the premiership and I got to know all the young boys at the club and got to teach them. You know, I was 29 at the time, 29 going on 30. Um, and I still got paid, but I wasn't playing. I actually had two years off. So that's the that's the the, the era that is, is a little bit wish-washy Give seven hundred k goes and plays second division in a rugby team in Australia for Norths. Mm. Like it's not on. And I think anyone's and Izzy, I completely agree with Kempi. That is exactly the opposite of what this situation with <laughs> Lodge really is, isn't it? And nobody, mm. you have to be absolutely crazy to think that there isn't a massive fracture between the O'Sullivan and Lodge camp and the Warriors, and whether that's Robinson or Cam George. Uh, I think you guys will find Cameron George is not calling the shots, and that's all I will say on that from mm. Tim on double eight double three. And Tim, I think we're mm. reading between the lines and know what you mean by that. Uh, yeah, I, I do understand the pressure that privately owned clubs and, and management and front offices get put under. We do hear you loud and clear. Damon, we'll get to your text at some stage shortly. Maya Wilson, a hundred, a centurion, a veteran. At age, what, 24? She's a star of the netball court. She's graduated as well. Looking forward to catching up with Maya after this. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, no, let's talk a little bit of netball. It's starting to heat up the ANZ Premiership with the final games of the round robin, which will decide which team will make the elimination final. It all looks set in stone that the Mystics would cement their place in a consecutive grand final, but tragedy was struck with star player Grace Nowicki out of action and in classic 2022 fashion, multiple cases of COVID. Across the bridge, though, the stars have aligned. The Northern Stars have started to creep up the ladder and down the reigning champions with a 21-goal uh, thrashing on Sunday. That game saw Maya Wilson celebrating her 100th ANZ Premiership match. Man, there's a lot of games, is he? She joins us on the line now. Mm. Kia ora, Maya. Morena. Kia ora, morena. Morena, morena. Man, getting to 100 games is hard enough. And on top of that, just tell us a little bit. You've also... Um, just completed a, uh, 
some some educational some degree a degree have you just said a degree yeah it's been a blooming crazy few days celebrated 100 a's of premier or national league matches on sunday and graduated with a bachelor of communications on tuesday so mate it's been a pretty cool couple of days of celebrating awesome how how Hey, Maya, it's Izzy here. Um, how difficult was that to juggle, um, trying to be a fully-fledged athlete and trying to um, you know, get yourself your education, the graduation? Congratulations on that. That's a huge, uh, huge thing for yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it has been a massive juggle. I think one of the things that um, not just myself, but a lot of us netballers in particular are quite aware that sport's not going to last forever. So I was quite determined mm. to... Yeah, get an education. I was fortunate enough that it was um, all of um, a Prime Minister's sports scholarship, so I've come out of it debt-free. Um, it's just been a long six years nice. of studying part-time, and for a lot of my friends who um, I've gone through school with, I feel like I've been a bit behind the eight ball as they graduated like three or four years ago, but really grateful to A, get an education, and B, to be playing elite sport and doing exactly what I love. So it's worth it all. Well done, well done. What a great role model for our younger generation, man. You're doing all the right things, and uh, that's pretty awesome. You don't really hear of too many athletes around there getting an education while they're playing, so well done on that. Hey, um, what about the Stars? They've won their last three, so they've changed their momentum. Must be pretty happy with, with where they're at, particularly with that last performance, 21-goal thrashing over the Mystics. Yeah, I'm really, really proud of where we're at at the moment. I feel like we're starting to build at the right end of the season. We have three games left, and hopefully we really want to be able to solidify, if not first place, in second or third to be in the elimination finals. So it's been a slow grind, but um, I think we'll put mm. ourselves in a really good position. Hey, Maya, we've had a number of uh, sports people on here talk about, you know, like Izzy talking about the All Blacks and winning World Cups and... You know, coaches talking about getting set for finals and stuff like that, which you guys are doing at the moment. What is your guys' theme in and around winning the <laughs> final? Like, have you guys got like this dead set with going in there with this attitude? Like, you know, maybe, oh, I don't know, off the back fence or something like that. What is your theme in netball? Um, I think for us, we, one of our things for the whole uh, season that we, We've tried to do something each year, but the stars, a lot of it is based on Matariki. So each week we'll be trying to align um, or resonate with a different star. Uh, This week in particular is Matariki, um, the the star Matariki herself. So it's all about um, making sure that we're trying to make some sense in in the things that aren't necessarily um, tangible and being able to create some netball out of it. So really looking forward to um, having a strong connection with that. But, yeah, three more games, and I think this is just being able to really uh, get the fire in the belly going. And what is your favourite Matariki star? YT, Waita, what is it? What is your favourite? Oh, what would be my favourite? It's, it's so hard. I feel like I can resonate with so many of them, but I am a big fan of YT, Waita. I think the um, essence of being able to relate with the water and for us in a year that has been quite chaotic we have to be quite flexible and being able to go with whatever the flow is and sometimes it's really not ideal but backing the strength and the depth that we have 
um, in between connections and on court play. Rawe. Oh, nice. Kia um, I did a bit of work with Matariki a couple of years ago, and I think I'm right on this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hiwa Itarangi is the, is the wishing star. Is that right? Yes. 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 So I did that a couple of years ago. I spent set a wish to Hiwa Itarangi, and it was a pretty special. I uh, love that theme. I love that theme. That's that the best one I've heard for just, a long time. Yeah, that is so cool, man. It gave me goosebumps. Everything's aligned with, with your name, the theming, and that's that's a, that's a pretty awesome theme. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with that with us, Maya. Um, awesome. We'll be watching with interest going forward to the playoffs. Hey, um, got one more round left, one more round left. You're happy with where the team's at in the next couple of weeks, so what do you want to achieve? You want to go and win this thing? Oh, mate, that's what we're here for, eh? No elite sports person mm. wants to drop out at the head in the last, at the last bit. So for us, I think it is game by game. We have game Sunday against Steel and then a Wednesday-Thursday doubleheader. So I think what well, someone told me the other day, if we can at least solidify this game on Sunday, um, it really puts us in a solid chance of second or third. But we're not here to just, just take part and participate in knowing that there are some really quality sides in our championship, so it's not going to be easy, but I'm um, taking it game by game. Oh, tēnei te mihi ki a koe, mō tō kōrero i tātanei. Maya, thank you very much for coming on uh, the Izzy and Kempi Breakfast Show this morning and sharing, you know, uh, a wonderful time for us, as you know, Matariki this week. Um, coming up and uh, yeah, go well. All the best in the final series, and I'll be watching and I'll be sending that, that wish up yeah. to uh, to Matariki to, to awesome. make sure that you guys go well. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Oh, thanks, TV fellas are awesome. Oh, that's nice, real nice. Yes, How was that, Izzy? Eh? That's awesome. That was uh, oh, awesome, bro. Finally jagged one, Kimpy. Got one. <laughs> you finally jagged one. <laughs> you got you got one, and it was the best one. Man, that was awesome. I, yeah, yeah, that that brought back some cool memories. I went down to Tikapul down in um down in Twizel area and did some work for Matariki with um Doctor um Doctor Matamua. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, a real yeah, awesome bro. Awesome. Had a Rangi Matamua. Uh, he was so cool and had a real good chat with him. Yeah, so it was cool to reflect on that. Amazing, boys. Great stuff. And Kempi, well done. Seriously, that was awesome. And uh, my cheers, as you said, Izzy. Kia ora for sharing and letting us into the tent there. That's great. Mm-hmm. Eight minutes away from eight. Izzy's going to take us on a little bit of a Bomb Squad episode after this. We might talk some Pacific footy. Eight away from eight. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Malo lele, malo soy fua, bula vanaka. These are the greetings that have been blasting on our airways most weekends. And for good reason too. Moana Pacifica and Fiji Drua are part of Super Rugby. But I must admit at the start, when these two teams were announced to be a part of Super Rugby competition, I had my questions. Are we ready? Are they ready? Can they be competitive? Can this be sustainable? Are we setting these nations that have provided us with so much joy over the years up to fail? These are the questions that I had been asking myself, which soon became relevant as this was not the case. I was fortunate enough to commentate Moana Pacifica in the history-making win at Mount Smart in front of their people. Danny Tuala kicking the ball off a turnover and scooting 60 metres to win it in the dying minute. Sir Michael Jones ecstatic on the sideline. Sir Brian Williams leaping for joy at his home. Me. Losing the plot on the Sky Sport Airways. 
or was it Fiji Drua selling out Suva Stadium in Fiji? Tell me now, is there a bigger smile that can brighten up your day than a Fijian smile? Always the most friendly and beautiful people in the world. On the pitch, that's another story. Unearthing our next superstars. Captain Delenelangi, Fijian flyer, Himbossi, Onisi Ratave. You won't find a more beautiful sight on a rugby field than watching Fiji pin their ears back and go for gold. So on that note, I leave you with this. This is the start, and we can't just sit back and expect that this will continue to happen. We have to commit. We have to support. We have to provide all the necessary resources and pathways so that these teams not only compete, they one day, maybe one day, Moana Pacifica or Drua will be competing for a title in sold-out Suva or Mount Smart Stadium. All the signs are there. Vinaka. Izzy's Bomb Squad. How good. How good Fiji and Drew and Moana Pacifica. Yes, the start is there. They're showing all signs of being competitive and we love seeing them on the big stage. It's great to have them a part of our competition. Thank you to our Fijian brothers, our Moana Pacific Island brothers and sisters. Wow, bringing so much joy to our TV. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Tom Donnelly. He's a champion. No boring questions. Okay, they're coming your way, Sassy. I'm going to get me a coffee now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Their position, the temper trap. That is the name of that song. We had a text message come on the temper bedpost text machine asking for the name of that song. Sweet disposition, the temper trap. It's a good little tune, gets us up and into our morning show. We've got a big hour ahead of us, but if you've just tuned in, no problems. You can head over to the SEN app and you can listen to all things podcast. We spoke to Maya Wilson. She's part of this, uh, the Stars outfit in the ANZ Premiership. She's just played her 100th game, and she gave us a great insight to what makes the Northern Stars tick. Their theme, Matariki. It was beautiful. Make sure you head over and have a listen to that, or even have a listen to Daryl Mitchell. We spoke to him earlier on in the 7 o'clock hour. He's just joined up with the Black Caps over in England, heading into that test series against Baz McCullum and Ben Stokes, England side. Ooh, that feels weird to say that. Feels really, really weird. Anyway, <laughs> coming up, we're going to talk to Tom Donnelly shortly. Just read a few text messages for you, Uncle. Morena Lads, not happy about the Lodge saga. CEO Cam George needs to provide more clarity for an already disillusioned fan base. I, I'm heading to Brizzy and hoping the boys get up against the Knights. That is from Sydney Kiwi. Chirp from a Sydney Kiwi boy. Appreciate that. And another one. Morning, Kempe. Ryan here. 
I was watching the NRL 360 last night and I see the Warriors are now paying Matt Lodge 700k this year and next year full pay. I'm sorry, but there must be some serious stuff going on behind closed doors. Camera George needs to grow up here and tell us what the hell is going on at the club. But because, funny enough, when Lodge left three days later, CHT told the Warriors he wasn't going to play league next year. Buzz Rothfield was also saying he spoke with Nathan Brown and that he knows he's under pressure, his family lives in Sydney and wouldn't be surprised if he caught it quits after this year. Lots going on in the Warriors debate, Uncle Ken Pete. Mate, there who, is. Uh, mm. there's, a, there's a ton and, you know, it's like throwing the heat around, isn't it? Lodge leaves, throw CHT yeah. up for the media. It's a feel-good story. I thought it was a courageous decision by Chanel um, mm. to say, look, I'm having a year out or two and, and coming back. I thought, you know, good on you, mate. Go and, go and live your life and get away from the pressures of, of yeah. NRL. But, but the Hodge story didn't go away. Someone else has spoken out mm. of tune here. I think, the, I think the story that Dave um, uh, wrote, for the, wrote for Stuff is actually backfired, and someone who didn't like that story has gone back to the 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 journalists in Sydney and said, "Well, this is what actually has happened," and hasn't really spilt all the beans, and now is throwing some more more um, petrol on the fire. It, it it hasn't finished yet, is he? I think I think Louis hit the nail on the head. I think Cam has to front it, just front it and get it out yeah. in the open. Yeah, we're expecting someone to come out and front this, Cam George particular. Anyway, we're going to cross over and have a chat to Tom the Sasquatch Donnelly. It's time for our Mick Cafe coffee catch-up. And this week we've got the future of New Zealand rugby all in one place. Topor is hosting the Super Rugby Under-20 competition where we have more talent than we know what to do with it. Lucky Tom has a one-eyed patch down there in Dunedin, but he'd be in Topor right now watching over these young kids running around and Tope Boy, he's on the line now. He's the New Zealand under-20s coach, Sassy Morena. Morning, morning Daggy. How are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you actually watching rugby, or are you just sitting on the sidelines just drinking your coffee? <laughs> but I'm actually in a wee cafe at the moment having a beautiful flat white. But um, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very fortunate that I've got a lot of very good men around me that are helping me select the side. So I actually don't have to do too much. Yeah, it's good. Awesome, mate. Hey, um, we caught up last year when you were coaching for Otago, mate. Is is this something that you always wanted to do, go coach the under-20s? Uh, oh, to be honest, probably not when I was first getting into coaching. I was just pretty mm. happy to be down in my little bubble in Dunedin. But um, I sort of got involved with the side in, in 2019 as a position-specific coach. And, mate, it's a fantastic team to be involved with. Eh? You get probably not only the best players in New Zealand, but possibly some of the best in the world. Um, and they're yeah. all eager. They train their guts out. Um, great, really coachable, and make the talents phenomenal. It's, it's unbelievable mm. to work with them. Hey Tom, just on the on the selection of the the New Zealand side, just uh, got a, got a question for you. When you're selecting the side, are you selecting on current form, or are you taking into the context of maturation and? potential form going forward. I'm, I'm just thinking about a player that's come out of um, Rugby Union Australia called Joseph Suwali, who's playing for Sydney City on the wing. You know, no doubt know about that kid. In 12 months, he's physically changed. Do you, when, you, when you're putting these teams together, does your selection panel think with that mindset or are you, are you particularly thinking about right now, let's name the side? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, it's a real balance, Nick. 
basically um, a big KPI for the New Zealand 20s team is the conversion rate from guys that come through this program that turn into full-time professionals. So there's a massive bearing on future potential development. Um, but at the same time, we're also a pretty proud nation and, and we like to win games. So you've got to pick guys mm. that are informed to win test matches. That, so we, we go away in three weeks' time, we play the Australians, the Fijians and the Argentinians, and, and we're, we're expected to win those test matches. So it's a real balancing act um, on, on how to, who to select around that future potential stuff. Sassy, what about the... Um, I've noticed in the last couple of years we've... Um, I feel like we've kind of struggled, particularly at New Zealand schools here. We've lost Australia the last couple. Where do you see in terms of, of depth? I know we've got a lot of depth here in our own backyard because we're seeing them every day. But on the world stage, do you reckon we've got to actually got a real um, a lot of depth in the country? Can we go out and, and put the performance in in a couple of weeks when you have that July series? Yeah, a real, it's a real fascinating one as well, Daggy, because... Again, we've been so shouting over that three years of, of not having really any exposure, so we don't really know how we've been developing, how we're shaping up against these other international sides. Um, I think the Six yeah. Nations, they've had down 20s competition running the whole time as well, and so they're, and it's the same thing, if you only play in your bubble, when you go and play sort of a different style, it's, you know, it's hard to adjust to it, and you don't really sort of see or know where we were at. Um, but, but again, you see, you look at the team we took away last year, uh, and we only ended up playing in New Zealand because of COVID again. But uh, a good majority, two-thirds of those guys went on to play NPC that year, and there's been a whole lot of them that have come through and played Super Rugby this year. Um, but again, we haven't been able to test that against uh, international sides, so it's a really hard question to answer. Yeah, maybe that maybe they create more games with we've got the depth in, inside New Zealand like the New Zealand Nepal team have done with the, the the mixture of the men's team playing against our our top team. You know that sort of internal um, uh, I suppose development um, helps them whether or not we have the depth. That's an, that's another story. Tom, just want to talk a little bit about your own development. Um, do you get a say on who your staff are that surround you to, to to personally develop yourself? And how do you measure your development? Where where do, where do you see yourself in, let's say, 10 years' time? Are you sitting in the All Blacks coaching position or a Super 12 position, or, or are you overseas? Of course he is. The big sassy, yeah. Mate, <laughs> uh, no, yes, some really good questions. Last time I talked to Daggy around his interview, and I said, mate, if you ask me boring questions, I want to say boring. <laughs> but you've actually, you're really, you're throwing some great questions at me here, Daggy. Well done, mate. You've, you've obviously developed really well yourself. <laughs> Oh, that's Kempy. Um, that's Kempy, mate. That's my that's my partner. He's doing a great job. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, I, I do get a, a wee bit of a say, but a lot of that's run by New Zealand Rugby because this program is a development tool, not only for players but for coaches as well. Um, and so they try and uh, get quite good young coaches that are, are looking to further their careers, and this is a great way of developing them. Uh, where do I see myself in 10 years' time? That's a really good question. I think, um, look, eventually I'd love to uh, be involved with a super team and I'd love to coach internationally as well. Um, but look, it's like anything at the moment. I've just got to focus on the job I've got. If I do a really good job here with the 20s, then opportunities might open up down the road. And, and the same with my role with the target. If I do a really good job with the target team, um, opportunities may open up. But uh, look, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. So... Um, I have a bit of a habit of, of never sort of being content. I've always, once I sort of fix them up, I'm always looking to, to what's next. What am I doing next? What's the next challenge? And so I'm just really enjoying uh, where I am at the moment and what sort of part of my career I'm in. 
Ceci, Ceci, what kind of coach are you, mate? What, 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 where do you put your emphasis on? Do you put, are you a bit more hands-on? Do you like to create a culture that's fun, enjoyable? I know when you were with the Targo team, you you sent them up the hill and you you ran around with the army crew, and then you went back and had a bit of a, a court session. Like, is that is that something that you really emphasise? The kind of te- team culture, the environment, having a bit of fun. Uh, look, I like to get a bit of balance of both, mate. Like, um, I, I believe this is the best job in the world, and so. If you turn up every day and you're loving what you do, we're going to get the best out of you. But I'm also like I'm also very competitive, and so I, I like winning. But I've got to understand that winning is a byproduct of preparation and and process, really. So very much a process-driven coach. Focus on what we need to do during the week to make sure we get performances we're really proud of on the weekend. Uh, and if we do that, then mate, we can sit in the change room after and have a beer and be content. But mate, we've worked really hard. We've put a really good effort on the paddock and and we can be happy with that. And I can sleep at night knowing that I've given it um, a good crack. That's awesome. Hey, uh, just one more question from me, Tom. You know, it's true that coaches have their favourites. Um, geez, look, look at his, his coaches. He, he, he picked in all the best teams with us by the same blokes that took him through the grades. Um, he actually paid them, so. He pa- <laughs> oh, don't, geez, that doesn't surprise me. Who's it? <laughs> Who's your favourite, mate? Who's your favourite and who's the player that we can, you know, expect on people's lips in sort of five years' time, you know, that you're developing you think, man, I just can't wait till that kid gets in the all-black team? Ooh. Um, the pressure that's on a really good question, mate. What, yeah. What's um, the pressure on him? Oh, I don't really have uh, too many favourites, but there's some there's some amazing talented players that are coming through now that you'll definitely see in all-black jerseys um, in the future. Um you look at young kids like George Bell, who's already played Super Rugby for the Crusaders, a wee hooker from down Shag Valley Station in, in North or East Targa there. And, um, look, there's a, there's a young halfback, Noah Hoffman, who's obviously down with the Landers as well. Yeah, he's from Hamilton Boys. He's He's got some phenomenal talent. But it, it all sort of means it's relevant at this age. It's up to these kids then to now go and work really hard and, and sort of turn that talent into success, I suppose. Beautiful. Sassy, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Love to Jackson, the family, and all the best the next couple of weeks. All the best in July, eh? Three from yeah, three? Yeah, thanks, Maggie. Yeah, hopefully, mate. <laughs> all good, mate. Get back to your coffee. Back to your work. See you later. Yeah, I've got to fix my computer, mate. See you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, Tom. All good. There he is, Sassy. The big man. Lucky enough to play two years with him at the Landers. Probably the last person I thought would be a coach, but Mate, he surprised me. He's gone out and had a wee dab water, and he's doing some good things. He turned England, uh, not England, Otago's fortunes around. He had Jamie McIntosh running the Fords, and he was obviously head coach. And uh, yeah, it's good to see him out there fronting and and you know having a wee little situation. I loved his comments on they just haven't had any rugby. You know, you heard Batesy mm. yesterday talking about the the blue side. They haven't played, and some of them only played twelve games in two years. So it's hard to really get a measure and a gauge on where they're at. You know, like the the tournaments, the global tournaments that there once were, they just haven't been there. And yeah, hope it doesn't affect us long term. But at at the moment, we just need to find these kids, these players, the opportunities to go out and play. Mate, I th- look, I think they you know go back to the old days when they're thinking that way. You know, where we used to look at the north south games. Remember mm. those? 
busy where they had the white and black jerseys and they'd run yeah. out and you'd have two really, really good teams playing for all black jerseys. I think you can do that at Dane under Coles 20 level. Kenny Lynn having a fight. Yeah, you know, like you could do that at <laughs> under 20 level. You could have a four corners competition. You could have a north south competition, a sort of mini state of origin for rugby union under 20s. You can, Kempi, but what we have realised in the last wee while during the COVID time in New Zealand is we've got to be careful we don't get stuck in a rugby echo chamber where the way we play and the mm. style that we play and the players that we produce are all very similar. The best thing and the thing we need is international exposure. The South African, the Northern Hemisphere presence, as he's talked about this at, at Nauseam, and that's why the All Blacks are a little bit wobbly heading into this World Cup, we think, because they just haven't been battle-hardened enough, and you, you want these kids to be getting that chance and that exposure as well, eh, Daggy? You do, you do. And that's, yeah, he, he nailed it right there and there. He just spoke, look, we've got an opportunity this uh, July. We're playing Australia. We're playing Fiji. Uh, we'll play the Argentina side under-20s. And then hopefully that'll just stem into some more opportunities for these players. We need to get that Rugby World Cup, the under-20s World Cup back up and running. I played in the era where it was under-19s, and I spoke about the team that was in that I was had I had yesterday. Um, it needs to be there, mate. That is just the perfect building step, building block um, going forward for our um, pathways and, and our next generation of, of players in the in the country. So great to talk to the Tom Donnelly. We're going to come back shortly and we're going to have our HRNZ pacing for purpose because it's Thursday. I look forward to maybe leading someone into a wee fill-up and giving back to the child cancer. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist We Ask. Great savings every day. It's Harness Racing New Zealand Pacing for Purpose Season 2. Yes, it is. And we're due a fill-up for Child Cancer Foundation, Daggy, Kempi, everybody. Um, $50 a bet via hrnz.co.nz. Live the dream. Get involved with harness racing. And you know what you need to do if you're just having a tough time? You just need to lob a three-leg multi. In times of adversity, when your back's against the wall, you, you just swing. And I reckon Mr. Chip, after leading four lengths in the straight and getting run down <laughs> last weekend for pacing for purpose, I reckon he's got Redemption Island written all over him. But there's no way I'm having a bet at Alexandra Park tomorrow night without adding in self-assured at $1.40 something and Sunday Sun at $1.35. They are the best two horses in New Zealand, maybe in the world, as paces and uh, trotter, as a pacer and a trotter. So Mr. Chip for some redemption in race two. Then I'm talking self-assured in the Auckland Cup at $1.45 and Sunday Sun in the Row Cup at $1.35. Like it. Nothing will be stopping those two over 3,200 metres, Kempi. Yep, I like it. I think that's a very, very good start to the weekend, is it? So stay off it so we get a bit of a full-up. <laughs> oh, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, I'm just coll- I'm just collating my multi. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just you're, as as we're talking, <laughs> as he's on the computer, he's going, "Yep, that one, race seven, that one, race eight, race two. So race seven. <laughs> hey, where's Mr. Where's Mr. Chip? Race two. Mr. Chip is Alexandra race two. Park tomorrow night. So okay, yep, Miss, yep, yep. you can't, you can't. Oh, you've got the starting price for Mr. Chip at the moment, so they don't have a market open. But we have got race seven, Sunday Sun, and race eight, um, self for sure. Actually. Uh, while our The Race trophy sits in front of me, if you're in the Auckland area tomorrow and you want to go watch some really good harness racing, go to Alex Park. It's a it's a cool place on a Friday night and you'll get to see New Zealand's two best horses over 3,200 metres, which are, is the distance that they can both do the most damage. Self-assured and um, Sunday Sun from Good Barriers, so, or Good Gate Spots. So there you go. Pacing for purpose.
hrnz.co.nz. Live the dream, get involved with Harness Racing. We'll go on our Greyhound charity run a little bit later on. All of those markets, although slap on the wrist for being tardy on the Mr. Chip market, tab.co.nz, Paulie Mawadi, the party. Here he is. Izzy's taking you for all your worth yesterday, Paul, but he's still not happy. He's a hard man to please. No. Uh, deductions on that multi. I was horrified when I seen my car after get, that. But get anyway, this. that's okay. Get this, Paulie. Is he's yeah. pissed off at you because um, he's had a horse scratched out of his three leg multi and he still wanted the full price? And I, I say good on him. <laughs> <laughs> just at least something, somewhere there or thereabouts. Like, you can't just, you can't just take, 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 Paul. Is he as angry as. Sir Richard Hadley was when he hit up on him at Pegasus. Yeah, that's no. a good story, eh, that no. one? <laughs> yeah. Not, not quite. I saw it in his eyes, eh? I was like, oh, oh no, that's Sir Richard. What have I done? <laughs> and he looked at me and just said, just lucky it's you. I was like, oh, oh sorry, mate. Who says, shot, who, who says all blacks don't get preferential treatment, eh, Paulie? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, turn left. <laughs> um... Actually, Daggy, have you told there. Paul about your yesterday's round, though? He's probably interested in that. Oh, yesterday's round. Yeah, I did a Pito, uh, Pito Mate, Marera. Uh, what is it? What's it Mito, Mito Pereira. Pereira. Mito Pereira. I was two under after nine, and then I doubled, 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 and I shot 80. So that's 12 under, <laughs> uh, 12 over on the back nine. <laughs> so I was nine under after nine, 12 over on the back, mate. A little horrible. Oh, crikey, you were looking at your chat. Don't look at the car. Don't add things up. Just play your game. Add it up at the end. Yeah, <laughs> nice, Paul. Hey, um, just yeah. just do some simple equations. Um, yep. Warriors plus yep. scandal equals... Equals. Uh, what are the punters saying against Newcastle Knights? Um, the Newcastle Knights uh, a better chance of winning, even though they're the outsiders in that match. Mm. Uh, but... In, in regards to the Warriors, we've got a Warriors homecoming promotion. Um, basically, all you have to do is take a, an anytime try score a bet on any of the next four uh, Vodafone Warriors games, uh, place it on a Warriors player, and you'll go in the draw to win four tickets to the TAB club rooms at Mount Smart Stadium, flights and accommodation. Uh, a signed jersey, a $1,500 bonus bet to use on the Warriors-Tigers match, uh, which is the first weekend of July. So July the 3rd. Yeah. Yep, wow. that's right. The Warriors against the Tigers match, you could win four tickets to that, mm. uh, flights and accommodation, a signed Warriors jersey, a $1,500 bonus bet to use on the Warriors-Tigers match. Um, so T- Tigers points to <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mate, they, they, they'll, they'll be like gold, Paulie, because the, the game's basically sold out. So you know, four tickets yeah. would be a premium, and they'd be sitting in a, in a box too. Are you going to be there? him home with fifteen hundred dollars. Be great. It, well, whoever wins gets four tickets. So obviously, they'll take me and and two other mates. That's what I'm hoping. 
Oh, I think I think you'd be crazy not to take the party to the Warriors homecoming. <laughs> Boom, <Hawaii. laughs> hey, give me some bully. Oh, I think yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. Fifteen hundred dollar bonus bet. Look at you lads reaching into your pockets. Well done. Tab.co.nz. Have a bet on an anytime try scorer. That is fantastic. There you go. As he's clapping you, um, he's put his deduction situation to the side for now, Paulie. Tab.co.nz. Download the Tab app to bet live and on all your favourite sports and racing markets. Tough past eight. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota together with shaping and building New Zealand. There's a couple of Matt Lodge texts here that I want to clear and I want to get to uh, from Damon and Richie before we finish up today. So stay with us. Here's Aroha. Excuse me, Aroha. Apologies there. Fat fingers. Uh, 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Didn't mean to cut in over your weather. Uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Debbie from Property Apprentice to come, as well as around the grounds. We'll pit our two sporting identities slash legends against each other. Yes, Izzy and Kempi. Uh, big show this morning so far, though. We have had... Um, oh, a good chat with Daryl Mitchell, who's up in the UK with the Black Caps. So he's joined them, and uh, it's good to see him up there enjoying his time with the Black Caps following on after his time at the IPL. And Tom Donnelly, well, he's a new coach of the under-20 side, New Zealand rugby side, that is. And, Kemp, you asked him a great question about development. And what do you look for when you're developing or picking these teams? Do you need form or do you want development straight away? Uh, do you want development kids that can kind of grow into their bodies and grow into their form? This was his answer. It's a real balance, Nick. Basically, um, a big KPI for the New Zealand Twins team is the conversion rate from guys that come to this program that turn into full-time professionals. So there's a massive bearing on future potential development. There you go. I think that makes sense. Is that kind of what you were asking, you're angling for there, Kimpi? Yeah, it was. I just, um, you know, because you have, you have some players that actually grow into their body really quickly and some that take a little bit a little bit longer and it's that maturation process that sometimes you you know as a, as a development manager could get wrong um, and I'll use Suwali with Sydney City as a prime example in the last 12 months the kid's gone for a beast did you see that hit Izzy he put on uh, kick out last week for Penrith he came off his wing and he's got um, Viliami kick out right in the midriff mate and, t- and I've never seen anyone hit him like that you know and kick out's actually said after the game yeah he got me now that's a, that was a 19 year old winger, so I think he moves in, moves in. It gets better every year, and he's probably the star of the future. Yeah, and I think just to add to your question too, Kempi, about that development is uh, obviously on the field, but then they'll be looking off the field because one of the the big mantras when you make the All Blacks is better people make better All Blacks. So it's obviously what happens on the field, but you have to be a good bugger and you have to have, yeah, well, yeah. You, you crap together really uh, off the field as well and you see that with Maya Wilson man she's graduated she's uh, got a degree so she's got both things going for her at the moment which is hugely important a lot of players and athletes put a big huge emphasis on just being in the sport being in the now but Maya was doing all things talking about the now yes you're an athlete but you got a life after footy life after netball that you've got you know 60 odd years ahead of you so uh, yeah it's development and KPIs is obviously um, developing these players to be better.
Yeah, yeah. Awesome she, work, mate. Great question. How impressive was Maya Wilson as there? That's such a good point. If you missed that, mm. that's one definitely go and have a catch up with on the SENZ app or on our podcast channels. Talking about Matariki and the significance of that to her and the Stars team. Awesome stuff. Uh, Damon has come through on the Matt Lodge situation. So if you're just tuning in, $700,000 he is going to be paid over the next year and a bit by the Warriors despite walking out on his contract. So he had the player option for next year. I don't really understand the composition of this or how it works. Hopefully Cameron George will explain it today because we need clarity as Warriors fans. And Damon said, even though it would have been O'Sullivan who recruited Lodge, George would have had to have signed it off and the contract. So he definitely has something to answer for. Anyone who signs their own son who was crap and son-in-law is a piece of... And that's where Damon's left that message passionate again. Um, this one from Roger, getting a little bit conspiracy theory. Possibly Lodge was getting brown paper bag payment from the owner as if he threatened to tell the NRL if he didn't get paid out. Roger, you've got your tin hat on, but until we know and we hear from the club, I can understand why fans are going to do this because people are going to look sideways and work out want to work out what's going on. And this one, Izzy, is Matt Lodge having a crack at being in the Wallabies for the World Cup in Australia from Jamie? Now, he was playing club rugby up in Brizzy over the weekend. He'd be a pretty handy number eight, wouldn't he? He's huge. He, he would. He would. But it's, I feel like the, the challenge from going to rugby is, and league is a little bit easier. Not because the sport is easier, because the mechanics of the game is, is easier. You know, you haven't got the rucks, you haven't got the lineouts, you haven't got uh, the tackle boy and all the rules. So um, if Matt Lodge is going to do that, I, can, I feel like he'll have the game. He's very mobile. But it'll take him longer to transition. I feel, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to, mate. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a weird situation that's going on, and I just can't wait to get to the bottom of it. And Paul Vent, Paul Kent, he's going to be venting over the next couple of weeks, so um, we'll, we'll hopefully see it. And stay tuned to SNZ today because I know uh, mornings with Smithy and then Arvos with Staffy, especially they are fired up. They're gonna they're gonna try and get Cameron George on. I know Sammy Hewitt is already getting his teeth stuck into this, and they want to hear from him as we all do. So stay tuned and glued to the dial on SNZ today, yep. and we will update you with the story. Kempi will get the gravy, won't he? Kempi. Oh. Well, mate, we can't have all He's the digging. gravy. We've got to share some of it around. I think I think. Um, and yeah, uh, for our WhatsApp group. Yeah, look, I think I think. It comes out today. I think he fronts up. That's my that's my um, desert hey. belief. You know the Matt Lodge, you know the Matt Lodge like stop the stop the Matt Lodge story. He's going to the Dolphins. <laughs> hasn't been, Sorry, hasn't, there's a guess message where, guess where his father-in-law is. Yeah, he's going there. I'd have said there's a message come through. I just have to um, fix this up. So, so Tom Donnelly spoke about KPIs. I've said it before. So it's, it means key performance indicators. Oh, fancy key performance indicators. KPIs. So that's yeah, just a short version of key performance indicators. There you go. That's very rugby, isn't it? 20 away from nine. <laughs> Do I, wonder if I, think you, I think you'd have to explain Sorry. that to a few players too, I, is I he? I wonder if I've got those. <laughs> 20 away from nine. Is he and Gibby from breakfast? Gibby from Property Apprentice. We've all got KPIs. Ooh. Yours is your lawn. How's that going? No, we've all got them. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, horrible at the moment. <laughs> Back with Gibby from Property Apprentice after this. Wellness and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. We're a quarter away from nine when we cross over to Ian Stockley Smith. Have a chat to him, but before then, let's catch up with Debbie from Property Apprentice. They are helping Kiwis create better retirement plans. And Debbie, 
Good morning. What did we see out of last week's budget that might impact the property market? Yeah, great question. There was some good news there for first-home buyers, but uh, the first-home buyer good news comes with a bit of a catch, and that is that we've got increasing mm. interest rates. So, um, first of all, the two big pieces of news was that um, there was some modification around the first-home loans and also the first-home grants. So most people know you can withdraw KiwiSaver for your first home if you've been contributing for three years or more, but lots of people don't know about first-home loans and first-home grants. So if we've got time, I'll run through a bit of a debrief about what they are and how you can get hold of them. Does that sound good? Crack on. Yeah. Okay. Crack on. First-home loans. First-home loans mean that you can borrow 95%, so you only need a 5% deposit requirement. You don't have to have been contributing to KiwiSaver for three years, but you do have to qualify for lending. And so, um, yeah, so that's the, that's the good news there. Now, the update is that from the 1st of June, there's going to be no price caps because there used to be price caps associated with the first home loans. So that's the first bit. The next one is um, there are income caps on the first home loans. So for, if you're an individual buying a home on your own, you uh, have to earn less than 95000 before tax. If you're an individual with one or more kids or dependents, you've got to earn less than 150 grand before tax. And two or more buyers, with or without kids or dependents, uh, less than 150 grand before tax as well. Okay, so one of the things that I would suggest to you if you're in that situation is to jump onto the Kaiangawara website or just Google First Home Loans. Loads of information there for you. And um, when you're crunching the numbers to see how much you can afford to borrow, uh, make sure you crunch the numbers at about a 7 or even a 7.5% interest rate just because interest rates are increasing. And so you want to make sure you can afford it. But get a pre-approval for lending before you go shopping. Okay, the first home grants, these are linked to KiwiSaver. So you have to have been contributing at least 3% of your income or 1000 bucks a year, whichever is lowest, to KiwiSaver for at least three years. And then you can qualify for up to $10,000 each to buy your first home, which is awesome. Now, this is just a gift from the government. So uh, it has got the same income caps as the first home loans. And there are price caps for different areas across the country, but those price caps have been increased. Okay, so um, and the other bit of good news was that the income caps and the price caps are going to be reviewed every six months now, which means that that's going to be a lot more realistic. So the sticking points, like I said, higher interest rates, and um, that is going to make borrowing a little bit harder to get. So talk to a mortgage advisor. Find out what the maximum borrowing capacity is and then Google first home loans and Google first home grants and see if you qualify. Awesome, Debbie. Do your research and, and that's the kind of overarching point you make there and, and yeah, there is a lot to work through. I love it. Love it on a Thursday, Debbie. Register for a free online training session. Text ticket to 268 or visit propertyapprentice.co.nz. That was Debbie from Property Apprentice. Thanks, Debbie. Around the Grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. All right, boys, big weekend of sport coming up. I'm just going to get straight to the guts of it. Saturday, Moreton Daly Stadium, Redcliffe, 
5pm. Warriors Knights, 12th v 15th. Could, Kempe, this become the battle for the spoon? Yes, we are the Knights. The Knights, they reign supreme. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I think, they, I think it's a swing, mate. I reckon six-point swing this, this game on the weekend. It's either make the eight for the Warriors or fight it out for the wooden spoon with Canterbury. Kempe, who wins? Oh, sorry, Izzy, who wins? I'm going to stop the Knights and go the Knights. <laughs> Sandbag Dag. He's back again. Sandbag Dag. Love it. Uh, Panthers, Cowboys. Oh, wow. I don't think anybody would look game to this. Game of the round. I don't think anybody would look to this at the start of the year, Kempi, and see this would be game of the round. Bluebet Stadium, Penrith, Friday night. What do you go? Um, uh, look, I'm going to throw wobb- I'm going to throw like a little bit of a wobbly in here. I'm going to go, after watching the Cowboys last week, I'm going Cowboys. Ooh. Mm. I think they're the form team currently. Mm. Love it, Kimpy. Love it, Kimpy. I'll go against you. I'll go Panthers. <laughs> Let's crack through some Super Rugby. Uh, Friday, Crusaders, Reds. Crusaders getting the preferential draw home. That's because they get champion treatment. Yeah, good to see that. Uh, Saturday, mm. draw Chiefs at Churchill Park in oh, Lautoka. Uh, Saturday, Waratahs, Blues at Leichhardt Oval. Now, that is an interesting game, is he? That is an interesting game for sure. That is, yeah, that's a tough ask for a Blues outfit missing some quality players. Oh, I'm going Blues. Leichhardt Oval. Blues. I think they'll keep the momentum going. Yeah, Leichhardt Oval, home of the Tigers, my favourite team. Mate, but, one of the, uh, funny, the, one of the funniest Tigers, fights I've ever seen, Leichhardt Oval. Mark Glanville pops his head out mm-hmm. of the back of the scrum for Newcastle. And who pops his head up and block a roach for on the front row for, for Balmain and clocks him right between the eyes and sits him back down on his ass, mate. And I was sitting at fullback going, yeah, don't pick a fight with Blocker. Back in my day. <laughs> Sunday. Now, this is interesting. Force Hurricanes oh. in, in Perth. And at the same time, or just after, Rebels Highlanders at Amy Park in Melbourne. Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Hurricanes, Landers. Hurricanes, Landers. Hurricanes, Landers. So Landers mm. take the eighth spot. Hurricanes, Landers. Yeah, I think Landers will go and take that. Not a chance. And then Hurricanes. do you know what and happens then, after that? They roll them in the park. And then they face the Blues and they go to Eden Park <laughs> and then Ian Smith will be on the sideline calling that oh. historic win for the Landers over the Blues. <laughs> Get up, the Landers! And uh, Champions League Sunday morning. <laughs> Liverpool versus Real Madrid, Stade de France final. Uh, go on, Liverpool. I think they're favoured in the market, and rightly so. It is eight minutes away from nine. That was round the grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Smithy, he's up after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.